Badass Weekend in Georgia has come and gone, and I'm joined by Justin and Trevor to talk about our seminars and some very hot spanking action down there. I talked about how to properly bully deserving bottom boys and ended up on both the giving and receiving end of some very hot bully play. Justin and Trevor made an example of themselves and an excellent public lesson about putting together genuine roleplay scenes in your spanking play. Justin and Trevor also have plenty to say about their amazing new book, Bad Lads, Strixers, and the World of Adult Male Spanking, which had its release party at Badass Weekend. Oh, and did you know we have a spanking flag now? No, really, we do. Listen on, dudes. Welcome to episode 51 of the Dudes Spanking Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about forgotten Saturday morning cartoons of the 1970s, nor is it a podcast about smartphone photography tips. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking other dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And the podcast episode this time is being hosted by three dudes. Hi, I'm Justin. Hi, I'm Trevor. Hey, welcome, Justin and Trevor. Actually, welcome back under your pen names uh, from the book that you've written, which we'll get into you. Uh, this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome back to the podcast, both of you. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. Yep. So uh, these gentlemen, Justin and Trevor, is the names we'll be using. These are their pen names. They were on previously on episode 46 talking about their book. Uh, and the reason we're using their pen names is because the book – which is titled Bad Lads, Strixers, and the World of Adult Male Spankings, has just been released, and it's available on Amazon. Uh, it's great to have you boys back. We're going to be talking about the book somewhat, but we were all just at Badass Weekend in Georgia, and it was amazing, and we want to fill anyone in who didn't make it out there just to tell you some awesome spanking stories and hopefully get anyone out there who's still thinking of attending to come out there next year. Um, but first, uh, uh, Justin and Trevor, if you could just give us a little bit of reminders. Justin, first, tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship to the spanking community. Sure. I've been part of the spanking community uh, for uh, quite a while. I, I write MMSA stories. I show up at the events. You might see me in an occasional video. Uh, certainly uh, with my co-author, Trevor, I'm proud to release our new book, Bad Lads, Strixers, and the World of Adult Male Spanking. But I can tell you spanking is my kink. This is uh, this is truly who I am. Yeah, and uh, Trevor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, definitely very similar to what Justin said. I've been part of the community for as long as I can remember, both with an online presence and recently um, really me meeting people and getting out into the community and um, first time at BAAW, which we're happy to talk about here in a bit. Yes, yes, first timer, and you were pretty busy from what I what I saw and heard, and we'll get into we'll get into the fun about us weekend. Before that, just some reminders of upcoming events. Uh, my bad boys spanking party at Claws L A Leather Getaway on Thanksgiving weekend is happening again for the third year. It is going to be on November twenty fifth. Uh, that's a Saturday. You can get more information about L A Leather Getaway and Claw at www.clawinfo.org. Uh, attending the spanking party is free for people who are attending the leather getaway. It's a great, big, fun leather event with a huge spanking presence. And I'm hoping uh, a lot of you are willing to come out. Uh, we have a few people who are already announced that they're planning to attend. Uh, it is up there as an event on WAPS um, if you are interested and want more information. Uh, after that, the next OTKLA party here in Los Angeles is on December 8th, uh, OTKLA.com. I don't know if either of you are planning to attend this year. Uh, yeah, this is Justin. I certainly uh, am. It'll be my first OTKLA in December, and I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be lots of fun, yeah. Um, and that will be our last one for the year, of course. We are already thinking of head to parties for next year. We'll make an announcement once that's available. Um also, just to let people know about the L.A. area, uh, as everyone knows from episode 50, um, Moonburn has lost its home, uh, and we will have a, be having no more Moonburns for the rest of the year. However, 
expected announcement very soon. In fact, depending on how long it takes for me to edit this, you might have already gotten the announcement. So uh, we have made arrangements and be prepared to start returning to the Moonburns baking party. So keep an eye on your inbox. There's more news to come for that. And then uh, finally, the last thing I want to talk about is the upcoming uh, at Mid-Atlantic Leather in uh, D.C. is happening in January. And there, there are spanking parties every month in D.C. There's one that they schedule that uh, coincides with Mid-Atlantic Leather, and it's going to be super fun. I already looked on WAPS, and there's like, I think, 30 people already planning to attend. It's going to be big. Um, and again, like all of these events, and there are other events, I, I'm not so good at reminding folks that there are parties like this all across the country. Uh, and in the events tab on WAPS, that's W-H-A-P-P-Z, you can keep track of spanking events, um, not just in the U.S., but in other parts of the world. So check it out. Uh, but most of this podcast is going to be about the most recent major event, Badass Weekend in Georgia. That was just a couple weeks ago in um, Augusta. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that my butt has recovered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I could look forward to Moonburn for more spanking play, but now I have to wait a little bit longer. Um, so we'll, we'll start with like Trevor. Um, this was your first time going to Badass Weekend. So so what was it like for you? Oh, it was amazing. Um, as soon as I got there, um, just being able to meet people and um, just the the venue was great. Everybody was, was really, really nice, really welcoming. Um, it was also a really special time for me. I had a friend I met in college online and we had chatted for about 20 years and never had the opportunity to meet. And so it was really sweet. He was actually waiting on the other side of the gate as we pulled in just so I could get out and give him a big, big hug. Um, so that was really um, memorable for me as well and special. But just the whole event, um, the sessions, the learning sessions that were there, the presentations, the organizers, everything. It was um, I cannot wait to go back. Yeah, I had an amazing time. Um, Justin, how how was it for you? You've been we've both been there a couple of times. So how was it for you? Uh, really, really, Scott, I think this was uh probably the best badass weekend that I've attended. And I want to throw out there for anyone who hasn't gone, but has thought about it, uh, do it. It's such an amazing event, but you know, this year uh, it was, it was a little bit low key, which was nice. Uh, you know, I was able to uh, make some new friends, reconnect with some old friends, do a lot of socializing about spanking and have some just absolutely incredible uh, sessions, in addition to being able to uh, lead a few workshops, and which I know we'll talk about later. But, you know, the 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 joy that this event brings me is is hard is hard to describe. I mean, there's the looking forward to it, but then there's the going home and realizing all the wonderful people that you encounter in this kink. Uh, and, and it's the people that make it. And and Badass Weekend brings us together. And it's it's just a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to say it's low key. So one of the, one of the things that happened this year is it rained a lot. So typically one day we'll get one day where it gets rained out and the rest is fine. But this time it rained, I think three, uh, it rained Wednesday, Thursday, fr yeah, it rained, rained Wednesday, Thursday, parts of Friday, and then it cleared up on Saturday. So, so it was a very wet weekend, um, which made it, yeah, which made the vibe a little bit less frenetic, but that doesn't mean that it was bad. In fact, like like you, I had some of my best experiences at, at Badass Weekend, uh, at this particular Badass Weekend. Uh, one of the interesting things that, thing that happened is, well, what always has happened to me, especially as I started getting into more and more event organizations, which means I don't get to actually fully enjoy many of the speaking events that I go to because I'm part of them. Badass Weekend now is the one is now literally the only event that I go to that I'm not involved in anymore. And that means I can relax. And that brings out my heavy duty submissive bottom side. So I get super bottomy at Badass Weekend. But one of the interesting things I noticed is that um, a lot of guys that I know that are doms or tops, they also 
want to occasionally get spanked. Um, it's not unusual. There, there are very, there are 100% DOMs, but there, there are, there are also 99% DOMs, and there's quite a few of them. They need that somebody, somebody as an outlet f uh, for them to get that side out. What I noticed is that there are a lot of guys that I knew like this who were being just a little bit more open uh, about about getting that need fulfilled, uh, up to the fact that somebody who is typically I know of is almost exclusively a dom at events like this actually submitted to you, Trevor, and then went around showing people his butt, which which was wild. I thought it was super hot. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was a great event. Let's talk about some of the fun stuff that happened. And, um, uh, I'll talk very, I very, very briefly, I don't want to dominate this conversation because we had, so we have so many stories that we could fill up easily two hours. So we we're having to edit some of this stuff down. So I gave a presentation on bully play. Um, I actually, rather than talking too much about it, because I, I get a lot of questions about it. What does it mean to be? You know, a bully. Why do people do this? What do they get out of it? Um, how do we do it safely? The big, the big thing, of course, that people care about a lot is the consent, of course, because the the idea of a bully is someone who just steamrolls the bottom, right? Um, and safety, you know, uh, triggers how to deal with all of these things, um, and how you you know develop a good connection with someone in bullying, which is really a fantasy involving really toxic behavior and there's no way of kind of getting around it. And so the presentation I gave was how to do this stuff safely um, and ways for, to use the, the bully dynamic dynamic to show, you know, care with the dominant sub that still kind of fits within this dynamic. Um, and so I have the presentation on the line um, on my Discord, the Dude Spanking Dudes Discord. So if you reach out to me on WAPS, uh, where I'm Red Spank Scott, and uh, I invite you to our Discord, you can download it as a PDF. Uh, but there are a lot of interesting things about it, about how to do consent, how to make concepts like objectification, where the bully like um, expresses his attraction and interest uh, and enjoyment and spanking the submissive, how that helps the submissive get into his headspace in a way that comfort and care dynamics normally operate in other types of play dynamics, other non-bullying dynamics. It takes the place of that. Um, understanding that part of this process is taking a dynamic that is known in the BDSM scene um, that's typically called the hunter-prey dynamic. And really what bully play is about is taking that hunter-prey dynamic and specifically applying it uh, just to spanking as opposed to other BDSM. And part of that slide is showing how like other BDSM play, um, other BDSM porn videos and spanking porn videos incorporate bully dynamics or incorporate these predator dynamics that we can then convert into bully dynamics to create for playful and fun and slightly mean, but in a fun way, play session. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to say about that. And I had bully, some fun bully sessions as both a bottom and a top, and I'll get into those. But I wanted to actually talk to you. The two of you did a live spanking session uh, involving um, uh, authentic role play was what your um, – class you the two of you had two panels one was about your book and we'll come back and discuss that uh but one was about uh authentic role play so tell us i ended up missing some of that because i was being bullied um <laughs> and it was and it was super hot and i'll talk about that in a minute but tell us a little bit about that session uh sure so in in, in the session we gave we wanted to uh give the audience a perspective on what authentic role play looks like and then not just talking about it but to actually do a demonstration of an authentic role play between uh, the two of us Trevor and myself so when we think about authentic role play what we really were thinking about there is how do we do role play in a way where we can truly sink into that headspace where we can be fully present with each other and 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 let go of the roles almost so we were doing a dad son scene 
But we were able to let go of the role like I'm the dad. Here's how a dad should act or, uh, you know, Trevor's a son. Here's how a son should act. Rather than getting into that, we talked to the audience about how to identify feelings and how to physicalize those feelings and get those feelings into our minds and really demonstrate that so that rather than acting by a script or or following what we think a particular role should do, we're in the moment together so that uh, neither of us is leading, neither of us is following, but we're both in kind of a magical sink and we don't really know where we're going to go, but we're sure going to take that journey and we're going to explore it and uh, take a trip together that is a pretty powerful role play experience. And so how did that go for, um, how did that go for you, Trevor? Um, well, it went really well, real, uh, surprisingly well. I mean, the first part of it was we just talked about stra strategies and how to do it. And then we just turned loose. Um, and we, had, uh, Justin will talk a little bit about how we start, started it, but it was um, really Im impactful and very r real. Um, so we wanted to make sure that, and it was hard to prep. I mean, you can't prep it. And so, you know, I was really nervous and kind of worried, okay, well, I hope this goes well because an authentic role play is you just start a line and you just feed off each other and see where it goes. So we couldn't practice. We couldn't prep. It was, we're just going to do this in front of all these pe people and see where it goes. Um, but the setup was what really um, kind of showed that. Um, just you know, talk about how we did that. Yeah. So about a month before the presentation, I wrote a list of eight possible starting lines and then I made copies of it. I put it in a folder and, and I didn't look at it again. And after we finished the part of our presentation where we just kind of talked about authentic role play and what it means to us, I passed out to groups. I still was not looking at this piece of paper, but I passed out to, to groups. We had an, we had a pretty good audience. Um, and uh, this list of opening lines and they're numbered one through eight. And I told, I told these groups of guys who were watching, uh, I said, you know, kind of talk amongst yourselves and don't let us hear it, what you're saying, but talk amongst yourselves and identify which opening line you'd like us to start with. And then, you know, we just did a poll who wants line number one, who wants line number two. I still hadn't looked at them, uh, at that point. Uh, they wound up voting on line number eight. And line number eight was actually um, our neighbor, Mr. Jackson, called me today. And so that was going to be the jumping off point. And about five seconds before we were ready to start, I looked and said, OK, what's line number eight? All right, there it is. I, so I had about a five second lead, but that's it. Uh, Trevor didn't know what the line was going to be. And then we uh, jumped into a scene with me as as dad and, and Trevor as my son, and each of us had taken our own steps uh, in the in the few minutes prior to that to kind of think about what that would feel like and to think about uh, how we might demonstrate that to each other and to really get immersed into that role so that when we had that opening line, it was just able to proceed from there. And, you know, what I'll mention, I didn't know why Mr. Jackson had called me. I wasn't even sure where he lived exactly, although clearly he was a neighbor. And uh, I know Trevor didn't know either because it was his first time hearing the line. So this was very much exploratory to see, OK, where is this going to take us? And where it took us was the fact that I had been playing soccer. I had broken a window. Um, I had also lied in a way. Um, and so I ended up in front of everyone um, getting punished for that. By which you mean you got spanked. Yes, I got uh, a bare bottom spanking with a brush in front of about 70 people. Yep. And I caught the very end of it and he did, uh, you did cry, which was very interesting. Um, I did. And I will say that I have done role play for years and I had never been so emotional as I actually got during this role play. And that I think for me just really showed me, Hey, this, this really was real and impacting for me and my headspace was so deep. And I'll say one of the things with that is we were miked. And so whatever I said or any emotion I had or any crying or anything, my tone of voice, everything was magnified because it was playing through the entire tent. And so I could also hear it. And so it was like taking all of my emotions and just magnifying them. And so it made it even more, more impactful. 
Yeah. And, you know, we uh, th- this was without a doubt one of the most powerful role play experiences that, that I've had. And, um, you know, I remember we, we wound up asking the audience to comment on what they saw and to share their observations with us. And what was interesting to me is they picked up on what we were feeling. And that's what it's all about is is really finding that feeling and working together with that. Because there there was um, for me, there were two moments I I was getting into the scene before we started. I was and, and I was thinking like, you know, I was like, OK, I'm kind of proud to be his dad. You know, I'm I'm proud of my son. He's he's a, he's a great son. And and I was getting really into that space and getting a little emotional about that. And then I flipped and I looked at the line that I was supposed to start with, which was. Again, uh, our neighbor, Mr. Jackson, called me today and I literally felt my heart sink because I was like, whatever happened on the other end of that line is going to be something that I'm not happy with. And that kind of hurts me to think about. And then there was a point where I was actually uh, hand spanking Trevor and caught him dead to rights in a lie. And I know that emotionally and mentally and physically, it felt like. I was hit by a ton of bricks when that happened. And that's actually when I put him in the, in, in the corner and, and went to get the bath brush to, to address that. But when we talked about it with the audience, they identified that point and they could see both of our reactions and see how that just changed our feeling, changed our dynamic, changed the scene. And neither of us planned any of that. It just totally emerged unexpected in the moment. But Trevor, did you know that when you were, when, Was it a deliberate need for you to kind of escalate the intensity of the punishment when you did that? Or is it just how you felt? Um, I, you know, I mean, on the side, I'm always trying to escalate it. (laughs) Um, no, it just kind of slipped out. You know, it was just something that, um, and I even forget what it was. It was something that he had said, I don't even remember. It was something along the lines of, um, would you have told me or had you, I even forget how the lie came out, but it just, it just slipped. I mean, it just came out and then we, then we went from there. Um, I mean, things are just moving so fast and you just say what you feel. And, you know, in the, the room was very cold. So I even remember that affecting my emotion and affecting me actually feeling bad about things. And, you know, it all it's all about how it started, too, because he had star started like tell me about, you know, the neighbor called. But first, I wanted to tell me about school and your day. And so I sat down and I talked with him. So it kind of showed me, okay, we have a bond. Um, but he could have started it out saying, hey, I just got off work and I'm really pissed. Why do I have to take this call? And, and that would have just totally changed the dynamic and I right. would have probably been more defensive. And, you know, it, so it was very much ju- just constantly um, just feeling that and the lie just kind of popped out. And then um, when I got put in the corner and this was interesting to where I'm standing there, but there was no corner. There was no wall. I mean, I kind of visualized being there at the wall. And then I saw two people in front of me go into a room and I was like, well, wait a minute, where am I now? Now I'm at BAW. No, I have to get back into this room and in this headspace. So I looked down at my feet and I moved my feet around to feel the concrete and then starting to feel like this is now a room and I'm back in that headspace. And so the audience also picked up on that. And these are these strategies we were telling them is how do you stay in the headspace? How do you keep it real for you? And how do you believe that everything is happening is really happening? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is actually very an interesting thing that happens in some events or parties and things when you have multiple people play at dealing with distractions and keeping yourself in your headspace, if that matters to you when you're doing role play. So it's kind of interesting. And you actually talked, I remember you were talking about that happening, explaining that to people um, when you were going over the spanking afterwards about how you dealt with the distraction of the uh, of people being around uh, when you're doing this role play. Um, so funny thing. So, so like I said, I, I missed, the, I missed most of this. I caught up, I did get to see, you know, part of the actual spanking, which is, you know, hot, um, because I was, because I was, <laughs> Thank getting, you. yes, Great. yes. Yeah. Uh, because I was actually, I was being bullied. Uh, so there was a guy I had played with at previous Badass Weekend who I had a really, really good connection with. Um, and one of the great things about, if you're thinking about bully play, uh, 
bully plays the process, you know, it, part of it involves just letting the top go to be himself and to embrace the sadistic side. And that require, often requires a certain level of trust. And it's something that, that happens over time. We had some really good play. So I had been communicating and, and making sure he, you know, he was interested and we've been having a great conversation and, and he was, he was threatening to bully the heck out of me all the way leading up to Battles Weekend. So I knew it was coming. So he attended my, my panel on bully play and listen carefully to the stuff I said and the stuff I said, and I gave examples of things that turned me on um, because this is my second time doing this. So, so the first one, the first presentation I gave about bully play was pre COVID and I was almost exclusively a top back then. So I was talking about bully play as a top this time. I kind of brought into how I felt as a bottom because I've been getting bullied as well. So he listened to everything that I said about how I wanted to be bullied he came over and grabbed me after the presentation, after I was taking the mic off, came back and just pushed me to his room. Uh, and it was just super hot. I love getting pushed around when I'm a bottom. Um, I love I love tops who are very physical. And he was extremely physical. He pushed me into the room, stripped me down in such a way. He actually it was fine with me. I fought him. like not. I mean, not, not like fist fight him, but when he tried to strip my clothes off, I resisted. Uh, and he, he forcefully made me do it, which... I should point out here, you can't do that with everyone. In this case, this it happens to be a top who is, in fact, stronger than me. So he was able to do that. Not every top is stronger than me. So you have to kind of think about as a bottom, like if you're going to do that with the top, you both have to know what each other is capable of. <laughs> there, there are tops I, I absolutely wouldn't – I would not do that with a, with a few other tops I know. I only I, – I did it with him. Um, he was sweating when we were done because he wrestled me down on the bed for hands making. He actually sat on my back uh, when I was face down on the bed and, and oh, wow. banked me and suplexed me uh, and uh, gave me a, a pretty lengthy belting session. Uh, and so uh, one of the things I talk about on the the on, on my discussion was about. Uh, different kinds of systems for creating play sessions, the map system versus the menu system. Uh, the map system is kind of a, an idea that, that um, everyone knows where the trip is kind of going and the top, you know, and the, it's the sub bottom knows kind of where they want to go. And the top is kind of helping the bottom get there. And then the, the trip is the experience of the spanking or the BDSM on the, the role play. And they can go to unusual places, there can be side trips and improvisation, but the idea is that there's a, a very particular journey. A lot of bully play uh, I describe under something called a menu system where it works but because the, the sub or the bottom lets the top know what's on the menu or the top asks to put things on the menu and the sub says yes or no. So there's a menu that both have agreed upon, but what makes it, different is or well it doesn't necessarily make it different but what makes it a very particular type of play session is that um i had during from the point he pushed me to the room i had no idea what he was actually going to do in there other than but i knew it was all going to be stuff on the menu so i didn't know how intense it was going to be i didn't i did not know that he was going to sit on my back but i mean he knew he had permission to be very physical with me but since we didn't spell out specifically what that meant, that gave him permission to kind of do a lot of this stuff and see how I reacted. And um, so, yeah, I didn't know he was going to do that. And it was hot. Like, um, and, uh, but everything he did was stuff that I kind of gave him space and permission to do. So I got into my subspace from feeling that loss of control the lack of knowledge of how, you know, how long this was going to be, how intense it was going to be, you know, uh, what else might happen, but the safety of knowing that we had set a framework. So it was just really, really hot. That sounds amazing, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, well, Justin, tell us, tell us, tell us a hot story of yours. Oh gosh, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting what you mentioned earlier about uh, the relationship between doming and subbing, and I know we've talked before about being switches. Um, I, I found this, I found that this particular BAW that I was doming more in role play scenes, I was subbing more in what I would just call traditional impact play, where there wasn't really a scene, but I was just feeling the need to to get spanked. 
And, you know, there's one that was just kind of fun. I mean, I don't do a lot of public play. I normally go behind closed doors in a room, but I ran into somebody who was like, you know, I think you need a spanking. And I said, well, okay, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think I do. He's like, well, when do you want to do that? I said, well, how about now? He said, well, where? And this was, this happened right outside the tent and uh, the main tent, which is where we have all of our gatherings at, at the event. And it's the social tent. And so I said, well, how about here? And so next thing I know, he pulls up a, a folding chair and has me over his lap and, you know, pants come down and he's hand spanking me. And, and it was a lot of fun. But then, you know, this thing builds. Then I had a couple of friends who were working the check-in desk at the time. And uh, they're like, do you need some implements? I'm like, guys, <laughs> really, it's okay. He's like, that's all right. I just sent someone to get some implements. I was like, okay, okay thanks. Yeah, you're really, you're helping here. And uh, so next thing I know, some implements have been retrieved and they're getting used. And then another guy I know comes up. He's like, well, I have a bag of implements. Maybe you should use some of those. I'm like, really? Guys, I don't know if you're helping here. This is – and then, <laughs> then the next thing I know, here's, um, here's one of the BAW event organizers who does just an incredible job of uh, documenting what goes on. And, and what I'm about to say was with, with our complete consent. I was actually kind of delighted. But next thing I know, um, he, he starts taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And, and so, okay, you know, here I am on public view. People are just throwing implements for, for the guy who's spanking me to use, which he's using very well, I might add. And it's being documented. Uh, and, you know, the next day we go to dinner, and there's always a slideshow at dinner of things that have been happening. And there I am. Yeah. And there I am bent over and here's a shot of me cringing and here's a shot of my red bottom and it was just that i would classify that as just a good fun kind of scene and you know that was that was just a lot of fun but you know to counterbalance that um i also want to say that this was probably my best trip to baw for role play Mm -hmm. and uh you know there there were there were some role play scenes that i had that were I don't even know what the word would be that were absolutely sublime. The kind of scenes where you say, gosh, that must've been 15 or 20 minutes. No, it was two hours. Wow. And, and it's like, you know, where you just feel not just the physical act of a spanking, but you truly feel a bond with the person that you're with. And it's hard to explain that magic, but when it happens, it's, it's transcendent. And I was fortunate to have found that at this BAW and um, that was worth the price of admission. So it was incredible. Yeah. I, interestingly, I got to one of my, what has so far probably been my hottest doming scene was at this baddest weekend. It involved bullying and to my surprise, role play. Um, because I normally don't really role play as a bully. I talk about bully really a lot as a dynamic. It can be role play. It can be part of, you know, a a role play scenario, but really when I talk about bullying, it's about bringing, you know, letting the sadistic side of you openly out to, to play openly. Um, and that's really what the dynamic is about. Um, but someone had approached me because he wanted to do a scene where he got bullied and somebody that I knew, um, but I hadn't played with before. So it was very kind of interesting. And he had an idea of his head um, because he did want to do a little bit of age play where he was, you know, he was, he was a minor um, underage and he was a brat and his, the story was that his dad was frustrated with him. Um, And even giving him spankings wasn't enough to get him to behave. So um, I offered, so I, I guess I, I, I overheard this. I was a, a teen, a teen lad in the neighborhood, um, overheard this and volunteered or, or offered my services as a babysitter. And the dad didn't know that I was the school bully. Um, but the boy did. And so the scene was that I would show up to be his babysitter, um, he would be shocked, of course, that this, that dad had hired the school, that he was stuck at home alone with the school bully. Um, and I would teach him a lesson by bullying him and he would be spanked. Um, and so it was it was a little bit awkward for me. I, I admit that that role playing can sometimes be a struggle. And so I had to kind of think about 
the relationship here. And so what I ended up doing was thinking like, okay, what kind of bully would do this? And I thought of the idea of um, sort of a, a class uh, class warfare kind of thing where I'm from, you know, the bully from the wrong side of the tracks um, who knows what real punishment is and decides that the reason that this, this brat isn't behaving when his dad's spanking because his dad isn't giving him real spankings. So the story was going to be that I'm going to show him what a real spanking is like, uh, which hopefully would force him to behave. And then when his dad sees how well he behaves and he would hire me to do a baby to be a, a regular babysitter, and I could keep coming back and spanking him and being a sadistic bully. And uh, so that was the play session. And one of the interesting things, so the guy, the, the bully who bullied me, Happened to also be, we were, is also friends with this person uh, and knew him fairly well and knew him fairly well as a bottom. So I told him we were going to be doing a scene. He said, hey, check and see. He liked the idea of the two of us double teaming him as a bully. So he said, okay. So using this menu system that I talked about, this wasn't something that was currently on the menu. So I didn't want to spring it on him because we had had some conversations about what, he, what his expectations were. So I messaged him and said, hey, you know, there's a guy I know I trust and I know he's safe because, well, I, I just I was being getting beaten by him all the time <laughs> that, that very afternoon. Um, and I also knew that he was, you know, he knew this guy. We both knew him, but he wanted to keep a secret that it was him. So I said to him, hey, I know this guy, you know, I, I trust him. He's a safe player. Can I have him come and join me uh, partway through the scene and double team you? And uh, he's like, yeah, that's fine. You're, you're the bully. You call the shots. So that so I so I requested permission to add that to the menu. Note that he doesn't know when we're talking about the menu format. He doesn't know what actually is going to happen once he arrives, but he knows there's a framework of what's allowed, and he's going to trust that I'm not going to go beyond that. So he's allowing me to incorporate another person, but we still have a kind of a framework about what kind of punishment is permitted. So that's what happened. I show up alone. You know, beat on the door. We role play out the fact that he's being a complete brat. He couldn't believe that his dad hired me. Um, and so I push him inside and I get physical with him, push him against the wall. I have him over my knee, hand spanking him, uh, mostly hand spanking him. And I have a paddle uh, that I paddled him a bit, uh, pushed him up against the wall. He's still being a brat. So it's like, okay, I need to call for reinforcement. And that's how we role played it out. And that's <laughs> when the, the, the second bully showed up. And when he came in, it was wonderful because so the bully, the, the guy who bullied me, is very much into belts, um, which was on the menu. I was planning on belting him anyway because I knew that he was into belts. Um, the, the bottom was also into belts. So what he just realized is that he was now going to get super belted because this other bully is very, very good with the belts and can do very intense belt sessions. And so we ended up doing was double teaming him with belts. We had him over the bed and we were on each side of him and we, we just belted away. Um, and he got a really nice, intense, uh, role played out, um, bully session. It was super hot. I had never really gotten into character that far. I was like, there's like a big television in the hotel room. And I just kind of incorporated about, you know, like trying to, you know, about how rich his dad must be. And he had, it just, it just, the improvisation, but it just so happened that he had brand new shoes on, brand new sneakers that were expensive. So I used that. Like, it's like, look at this. He's got brand. I was like threatened to steal his shoes, yeah, which is something that bullies <laughs> do. So it was just a, a huge lot of fun being able to do that. I love naturally as a top, I love double teaming. Well, as a bottom, I also love getting double teamed. So being able to do that pushed my buttons and the fact that he was able to take it and we were just all three of us at the end of it we had all had a, just a really really good time yeah so so as for you trevor um how did uh, how did things go with you um uh you'd mentioned that that, that uh, you mostly domed but then you also bottom so tell us tell us a good a bottoming story yeah so really my intent was to bottom bottom most of the time um and it just did not ha happen that way. Um, the first couple of days, it was just, I was doming all the time. And finally, I'm like, I had to stop and go, okay, I need, I need a switch here. I need to change roles. And so I had gone to my room and just laid on the bed. I said, I'm going to look at WAPs. I'm just going to see. 
um, because I'd already kind of pre-thought, identified some people. And I looked and I had a new message from someone I didn't realize was going to be there. And I recognized his picture because I had talked with him a couple years ago when I was traveling, but never met up. And he asked if I was interested in meeting. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, I, I yes. And so he said, yeah, five minutes. And he gave me his his room number. And I was like, wait, that's right next door to mine. <laughs> and and it was. And so about five minutes later, and then I just walk one just right outside my room, go next door um, and went in there and we chatted and um, decided to go ahead and just do a real quick scene. And wow. Um, blew my mind. It rocked my world. So we had, he had grabbed a Jakari paddle and a very heavy brush, uh, kind of like a bath brush, but Uh um, smaller. And I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be intense. And I told him, you know, you can go pretty much as hard as you want. I'm okay with my limits, you know, and of course we would use safe words if necessary, what have you. Um, and he started with his hand and then very quickly I was bare over his lap and he was using that paddle and it probably went about 20 minutes and he had laid the brush right in front of me. So I was staring at that brush knowing, okay, that's coming next. That's coming next. That's going to really sting. That's, that's next. And so that anticipation was just building in me as he was using the paddle and then it fell to the ground because I was squirming. I was moving around and it fell to the ground. I'm like, crap. Now he's going to make me stand up and it's going to be embarrassing. I'm going to have to go get that thing. And then he makes a comment and goes, okay, five more with the paddle and you're done. I was like, no, I've been anticipating that brush. We're damn going to use that brush. <laughs> so I uh, reached down and picked it up and handed it to him. Well, that communicated to him that I needed a lot more. And so by gosh, I got more and I was squirming and begging. And then it was hot. As, it was amazing. Um, and then afterwards, you know, I stood up, we hugged, we debriefed a little bit and I told him it was just amazing. And, um, I, he, he had asked, he goes, okay, tell me like intensity wise, you know, where was that for you? Just so if we played again, he would know. And, um, kind of made the mistake of saying, well, you know, to be honest, kind of like 30%, um, of what I can take. And he's like, wow, really? Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know, you know? Um, and I said, Hey, you know, can I, you know, maybe come back tonight, you know, like for a, a PJ spanking, you know, you're next door. I'll walk over my PJs. And he's like, yeah, that'd be hot. Let's do that. I said, great. Um, and then I made a comment. We were talking about the schedule and I said, yeah, you know, I'm volunteering tomorrow at one o'clock. Um, just kind of randomly told, told him that. And then, um, I had talked about the book presentation with, with which he missed. I said, Hey, you know, I have a book in my room if you want, want it. So we went over to my room and I made a comment when I was showing him the book. I said, Oh yeah, tomorrow I go, wait a minute. And I looked at my schedule. And I go, Oh no, I'm volunteering at two o'clock tomorrow. And he just stood up and looked at me and said, just with this stern voice, did you lie to me? I was like, what? <laughs> no. No, I didn't lie. I, I, he goes, you told me it was one. Now you're telling me it's two. You lied to me. And I was like, no, I just messed up my schedule. I didn't lie. And he walked straight out of the room, looked at me and said, you'd be back in my room in your pajamas in five minutes. And then he left. <laughs> and I was just standing there. The doors open. I'm just frozen. And my heart sank. My stomach was in knots. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I am sore already and i made the mistake of telling him that was 30 percent of what i can take <laughs> i'm in trouble um but it was hot like that that rocked it and so i got in my pajamas i got commando in my pajamas and i walked right back into his room um he was completely in dom role there was no chatting there was no it was come in here you lied to me it's not okay and we're gonna deal with it he was sitting on the bed. He made me come right up to him. He pulled those things, those pajamas down, threw me over his lap. He grabbed that brush and he went for probably 40 minutes. And it was intense. I had, it pushed my limits. It, it was amazing. Um, and then afterwards, you know, it, it, it was over. He stood, stood me up, gave me a hug. Um, and I said, you know, it was great. And I left, I said, I was going to go take a nap. 
And so I went back to my room. I laid down. I was exhausted. I was sore. I was laying on my stomach. I was trying to sleep. I couldn't sleep. There was noise. My roommate came in and left. And so I just got on my phone to see, you know, to chat with someone. And I got on WAPS and he sends me a message and says, I thought you were going to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to sleep, but I can't. And then, you know, he was also just really awesome and kind of hot. And I'm like, hey, I haven't put any lotion on. Do you want to come over and put lotion on? Because that would feel nice and it would be relaxing and maybe help me sleep. Um, and really, my intent was come over here and put lotion on. Make me feel a little better. You know, right. um, he heard that as. I need more. <laughs> that was not. But so he did. He he came over. I was laying there in the bed. Um, you know, I wasn't clothed because I, it was hot in the room, room a little bit. My bottom was sore. He comes in. Uh, he puts the lotion on, but he puts me over his lap. And I'm like, OK. And then it started again. I got probably a hand spanking that lasted about 30 minutes. Intense. I was kicking, I was squirming, I was begging. It was crazy. And then pretty much fell asleep after that. It was amazing. Um, so that was probably the session for me as far as subbing. I really only subbed a couple times and that that was that did it for me. Sounds excellent. Uh, and oh, I'll, I'll wrap this part up because we really need to get into the book, but I'm gonna wrap up with a fun little coda i guess with the with the other bully who managed to do one of the things i mentioned uh uh what to do as a bully that'll really turn your sub on which is spankings when they weren't expecting spankings which well actually that's kind of what you just described <laughs> wait but something similar happened to me we were going to go hang out in the hot tub um i was going to go to my room and get a towel and he said oh no i got my, my room's nearby so well, we can just drop off our clothes here and get a towel Grab towels. Now, when I describe it, I should have immediately picked up what was going to happen, but he did manage to surprise me. When I got back to the room, uh, we both stripped down. He says, okay, now that you're naked, and he pushed me down on the bed, gave me another spanking and another belting. So then we went to the hot tub, and I had a very sore butt in the hot tub. It was super hot and awesome, and he managed to do and again that really put me into my subspace because it was it hit that one that one spot which is a spanking that I just completely was not expecting at all um, and it's super hot when you can do that to someone who is at an event that revolves around spanking <laughs> it's like how do you surprise someone with a spanking at an event that revolves around spanking it's like you, you can do that you just make them think that you're going to be doing something else <laughs> which is what happened to both of us. Um, uh, so with that, let's let's talk about your book. So at um, at Badass Weekend, you uh, the two of you had a second session talking about bad lads, strict sirs, and the world of adult male spanking. Um, your book, your book came out uh, just a couple of weeks before Badass Weekend, but Badass Weekend was essentially your big, huge release party. Massive attendance. There was, there was a line of folks to buy your book. Um, and it had so many hot scenes, so much hot art, so much hot imagery, photos of people's paddles and implements. So, Justin, how did how did it go with this book? Oh, gosh, uh, we we were really um, we were really delighted. And I can say, uh, yeah, I mean, when when we came in and saw how many people were in the tent and then we saw the line when we were doing our signed copies, it was it was actually really kind of heartwarming to me to think that something that that we had produced uh, could resonate with people because that's what we ultimately wanted. And, you know, it was last year. Um, it was last year at Badass Weekend, uh, not long after the, the last podcast that we did uh, introducing the book concept that we kind of had the kickoff for this. And, you know, Trevor and I were kind of looking back and said, wow, can you believe that it was about a year and a month from the time that we conceptualized this to the time that we're handing out copies uh, to folks here? So, I mean, first of all, just we're so glad that we have a finished product and that folks seem to be interested in it. But, you know, beyond that, this, I think when we went into writing this book, we didn't really know what it was going to do um, to us. 
And what I mean by that is, I mean, we, we discovered a lot. Uh, this book, the metaphor that I think, you know, really captures it is the metaphor of a journey. Because we talk about the journey of spanking as a kink. We talk about the what's along the path in the community, whether it's events or videos or artwork or stories. We talk about the journey that we all have when we're learning techniques and about implements and about role play and types of scenes and how we do them. And really being able to hear from other people in the community, to hear their journeys, to meet the people that we met, to hear their stories, to hear the enthusiasm that they had, to be able to openly share and talk about this kink and feel good about it. Um, that was really, it was really quite moving. We learned a lot. I, I hope that we've shared things with our readers, but it was also just so affirming to, to be able to feel that we've done something that's appreciated and that can help our voices be heard as a community and affirm what we do. So, um, that was kind of my takeaway as I was sitting there in the moment, just, just kind of feeling, wow. Um, that, that's how, what I was thinking. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Trevor, what did you learn from doing all of this? Um, I would uh, piggyback off of what Justin said as well, that learning from people and that the messages that we get of people saying thank you and that it really affirms them and makes them feel better about themselves and also like as they're reading through different experiences and thinking yeah that's happened to me too or I didn't know that or um and just with the voices with all the quotes that we have just sprinkled through from all around the world um but you know it we're still learning as well and and I hope this I hope it's like a foundation of a jumping point where somebody else can say hey I want to write something similar to this about pup play or bullying, or I want to do something else. Like this is just a start. This is just the, the roots of a trunk of a tree. And there's still so many brand branches that can be added on and can expand. And, you know, and we even realize e even now that there are things that we missed things that, you know, for example, we had somebody reach out to us and say, Hey, you know, thank you. And, and it's great. But, you know, there are some th things that, you know, you want to represent community and you've missed out on some of the diversity of the people in the community. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, we had to at the last minute and we we had chatted about it at the presentation. We had to take out all of our pictures of people right. that people had donated. And um, and when we did that, we took everything out. It was like the right a week before we had had to, to, to take this to print. Um, we lost some of the diversity of image of people when we did that, because then we had our drawings and our drawings are amazing that we were able to get from a lot of the artists and commission. And it was um, great. Um, but we would say, hey, we need we, we need a picture on soaping. We need a picture on aftercare. We need a picture to match this section of the book. And what we didn't say was, hey, we need to also make sure these are diversified with age, with body type. Um, those are things that we didn't think about. And so, you know, we, if we could go back, we'd say, Hey, let's make sure we diversify this even more to really represent the community even more than, than it does. And, and actually we are feel really strongly about that and are going to, um, kind of, kind of work with that right now. Um, Justin, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're trying to do just to kind of help that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as a, as a kind of segue into that, um, you know, one one of my favorite pages in the book is uh, near the very end, and it's kind of our parting message in the book. And we say our message to all the Spankos in the world is that you are not alone. We are a community. We are beautiful and we are enough. And we signed that Justin and Trevor. And, you know, we really want to be able to embody the community as a whole. So when we get feedback like that, we really uh, are taking that very seriously. Um, when you look at a lot of the existing uh, stories, a lot of the existing video work and, and artwork, it's wonderful. I mean, there are tremendously talented individuals who are generating content for our community, which is amazing. Um, but we want to be sure that we include that diversity, particularly of, uh, for instance, age and and body type. Not everyone is a thin twink. Not everyone is 25 years old. God knows I'm not. And, hmm. you know, we, we want to be able to, um, uh, to show, um, 
the depth of who we really are. So we've uh, we've actually decided to when we go back and do uh, a revision and, it, it, you know, we'll do a revision we'll go through and, you know, fix some grammatical things that we found and such. But uh, when we do that, we're also going to include some additional pieces of art. And we're also very soon going to have uh, a new blog post on the book's website that talks about this issue with some uh, some again, some new artwork that um, is certainly not intended to replace anything, but rather just to continue to show who we are as a community and to continue to show uh, that we're all different, we're all unique, we're all special, and it's the combination of us that makes up this wonderful Spanko world. So uh, that'll be forthcoming uh, as we as we move forward, and we really appreciate uh, the the individual reaching out and pointing that out to us uh, as we as we continue our own journey uh, for the book. So um, you guys made a flag. You made a flag for spanking. We did. So so tell me about that. Well, that was um, something I was driving and talking to Justin, and he said, hey, Trevor, there is today is the International Spanking Day. And I'm like, what? There's an International Spanking Day? I'm part of this community. Why do I not know that? I don't even have a, a meeting today. This is not okay. How do I know? How did I, how do I not know about that? And then I made a comment like, well, is there even a flag? And I don't even know about our flag. And he said, no, our community doesn't have a flag. And I said, well, you know what? Our community didn't have a book and it's going to have a book and it does. It's going to have a flag. And I'm like, Justin, can we pull off a flag in three months? And we did. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, International Consensual Spanking Day is August 8th of every year. So go on and put that on your permanent calendar. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we um, we we talked about it and we said, well, what would represent us as a community? And so we put together a flag. It's in the book. And uh, we um, we also gave out some some uh, 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 mini flags at, at BAW this year. But just to visualize what that flag is, uh, we have six stripes. Uh, the first stripe is fuchsia, and that stands for spanking. Back in the days of the hanky code, when folks would wear handkerchiefs in their back pockets to signal their interests in, in kink, fuchsia was actually the color of uh, the spanking uh, hanky. Uh, the, next, uh, the next bar is black, which stands for pain. That also came from the hanky code. Uh, black was associated with high level of pain play. A is the next stripe to stand for authority. Blue is typically the color that symbolizes authority, so we used that. Uh, the fourth stripe is white, which stands for individual explorations, recognizing that we're all uh, envisioning the community in our own way. We're all putting our own unique stamp on the community and what we do, so we see that as a blank slate where we can all write our story. Uh, the next stripe down is uh, black again, which stands for kink, and that's historically a color that has represented kink. And the sixth stripe uh, is green, which is a color that's often associated with safety because we know the significance of safe play. And what we've, what we've done with that is we've actually created an acrostic. So again, to go through those six stripes, S for spanking, fuchsia, P for pain, black, a for authority, blue, N for individual explorations. If you take a little bit of phonetic liberty there, it's <laughs> and uh, that's white. Uh, K for kink, that's black, and S for safety, that's green. So that spells out S-P-A-N-K-S, spanks. And uh, in the upper left-hand corner, we have a symbol that we use throughout the book of uh, the uh, the symbol of male gender with a paddle with holes superimposed on top of that. And, you know, in creating this flag, we I, I've told you what our interpretations of it are, but uh, we certainly don't mean for that to dictate what people have to think. Uh, people can find their own interpretations, find their own meaning. But what we really wanted to do was to create a flag that we could say, this is us. We're here. We have a presence. And um, this symbolizes some of what's important to us. And I, I'm, I'm happy to say that the uh, Parliament Resort in Augusta now has a full-sized copy of the flag. And I really look forward to BAW next year and seeing it in their row of flags. So um, uh, we, we hope that it represents our community. So it's, is it available for sale somewhere? I know that on your site, uh, badladsandstricksters.com, you can download it. Yes. Um, 
is it available for sale yet? Uh, the download is there on the website, and also on the website we have a blog. And in the not-too-distant future, look for a blog post about uh, some opportunities for being able to get your own copy of the flag. Yeah, because I definitely – I want a copy for hot – I mean, we want to get one for Hot Seat Retreat. Absolutely. You know? um, and I'd love to see these things flying about. Maybe get them – you know, if uh, – I keep talking about wanting to make spanking part of – Establishing that spanking is part of the whole leather kink community, and they're big on flags. So having an actual, you know, flag specifically for spanking is like, look, look here, we belong, um, and, and show that to <laughs> show that to everyone. Um, so I just like the book again. The book is is, is huge. It's four hundred more than four hundred and fifty pages. I'm referencing the podcast is referenced in there. I think I'm on like maybe three or four pages, which kind of shows you how big and how much information there is in there that I'm just a, a very small part of this, this massive community. Um, and the interesting thing is, uh, so when you had announced that you were starting work on this book a year ago, I was actually brainstorming the idea of doing a book myself, uh, something called like the dude's guide to spanking dudes was my, um, initial like title for it but i had only done a little bit of brainstorming and uh when so when you started working on this i, I took a step it's like well i wasn't really really feeling up to the writing process i was just kind of thinking about it and so I, I waited to see what you guys did and i'm glad i waited because this is much better much more thorough than what i would have done um and so i just kind of wanted the amount of work that you guys did i would not have even thought to try to interview all of the, these spanking artists or, or people in the spanking uh, video industry. Um, I, I would not have done any of that. Well, that. That's really high praise coming from you, Scott. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, we'll wrap that up. And, and again, this book is available on amazon.com. It is also, and again, you have a website. I will, I will put this URL on the description for the podcast episode. But for listeners, it's uh, badladsandstrictsirs.com. And, and on that website, we also do maintain a blog where we will periodically post some announcements, like about flag availability and uh, some stories that uh, didn't make it into the book that we think are also worth telling. And, um, you know, one, just one other thing I'll mention, Scott, that we haven't talked about too much, but um, we're going to start pushing more information out about uh, uh, Trevor and I also are co-curating a collection at the Leather Archive and Museum in Chicago that is specifically a male-male spanking collection. Oh, nice! Uh, solely, solely donated to our uh, devoted rather to to our to our king, and so uh, we're building up the content, which includes physical items, uh, paper items, as well as oral histories from folks who want to share their stories, and we're hoping that this will be just a really nice addition to um, the the very uh, great work that the Leather Archives and Museum does in preserving the histories of other kinks. Um, but they've been great partners and really enthusiastic about this, and so we look forward to pushing more information about that out in the coming days, too. Awesome. Yeah, and I should mention, so, so they sent me a, uh, Justin and Trevor sent me a free copy of the book because of, because I'm in the book. Um as thanks, but I also purchased another copy, and I donated that copy to Avatar, which is the which here in uh, in LA is the BDSM uh, male BDSM education organization, and they also um, help maintain archives um, with uh, UCLA um, on uh, the kink community. So they so Avatar now also has a copy of your book to add to their archives. Uh, which is wonderful. And, and in fact, in, in our book, we have a poster from Avatar reproduced uh, with their permission of uh, one of the earlier educational programs donated specifically to uh, uh, to spanking. So that's wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so with that. Oh, yeah. And that was by uh, Glenn Walker, I should mention. Um, so a lot of a lot of our older folks uh, might know him as he's actually he is the reason why L.A. has such a massive spanking scene. Um, a massive male spanking scene. Glenn Walker made that happen. He passed away about a decade ago, uh, about 15 years ago. But he's responsible for making that happen. And he used to—he was an avatar. He used to teach spanking classes on a regular basis. So, 
Um, yes. So with that, um, we'll wrap up this episode. How do you want people to get in touch with you guys? Uh, the book's website is uh, is a great way because on that website, we actually have uh, a link with a page to contact us specifically. Uh, and again, that's www.badladsandstrictsurs.com. And just go to the Contact Us page, and uh, it'll send it uh, right on to our email. And uh, we would be glad to hear from uh, from anyone who'd like to uh, share with us. And that is also the page where you can download the spanking pride flag graphic if you want to. Um, and as for me, uh, like I said, I am Scott, known as Red Spank Scott. You can find me as Red Spank Scott on hookup sites like WAPS uh, and Recon and Scruff. Uh, I am on um, Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. Uh, I have a Twitter slash X feed uh, called uh, Dudes Spank Dudes, uh, all one word. And I am on uh, Instagram as Dudes Spankin' Dudes, all one word. Uh, and so with that, I want to thank Justin Trevor for being here to talk about Badass Weekend and talking about their book, which you, if, if you're listening, if you're spending time listening to me blather on about spanking for more than 51 hours now, you should get this book. <laughs> uh, so thank you both again for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Scott. Thank you.